Philanthropy is all about giving to causes that matter to you the most, and by doing so, making a difference in the lives of others. But is this an activity that is reserved just for the super wealthy, or is it possible for the average person to become a philanthropist? What cause tugs at your heart that you wish you could provide funding for? Is there a way, right now, to live your dream with purpose? These are the glaring questions this podcast will explore as we meet everyday people who are stepping up to begin living their philanthropic lifestyle. We'll hear about their cause, why it's important to them, as well as their vision for the future. So let's get inspired, motivated, and learn how we can step into the dream of living our best life with purpose. My name is Nancy Landa. Welcome to Cause Talk Radio. My guest today is Mr. Emmanuel Okonami. Emmanuel has both his bachelor's and master's degree in theology and biblical studies. He's an independent missionary currently working among the Baruba people and Baruten of Kwara State, located in north-central Nigeria. Welcome to the show, Emmanuel. You're welcome to you. So, uh, where did you live when you were growing up? As I said, I was born in Accra, in Ghana. In Ghana. And I grew okay. up. Yeah, in Ghana, Accra. I grew up, uh, I started my primary school in Ghana for a while because, before returning to Nigeria, because I'm in Nigeria. Okay. So, I came to Nigeria to my primary school education and continue with my secondary school to my degree level. Okay. Can you tell me about a time when you were a young boy that made a big impression on you? Well, when I, actually when I was growing in Nigeria, Apart from the, uh, the impress my parents made upon me, now the society in Ghana to shape my life a little bit. Because when I was growing in Ghana, my parents were, the, 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 that is my father was working in Ghana Airways, that affected my life positively. And even the society, the environment where we lived, affected my life positively and made me to see the importance of dignity, the importance of integrity. Now that was impressed upon me from the, the life of the community where we grew up in Ghana before coming right. to Nigeria. Okay, so who had the greatest influence on you as a child? Yeah, my mother, sorry, my parents, number one, mm-hmm. and my Christian leaders, those who brought me up in faith. Okay. No, I learned a lot from them. Can you expand on that? Can you give me an example? Like when I was when I was introduced to the Lord Jesus Christ, the person who preached to me, after giving my life to Jesus, I learned a lot from him. I learned the the importance of being faithful, the importance of uh, living an integral life, that is to be, to, to, to live an integral life, and also learn the importance of hard working. My father was a very hard working man. So very, very hard working. Yeah. So yeah. that affected my life too. In fact, when I was in the primary school till I got to my secondary school, if I did my first degree and second degree, I, I, I have always been putting a, enough time into my studies but I study late in the night. It has become part of me that several times, even in the midnight, even till now, I don't sleep. I get myself being one thing or the other. Uh, so, because my dad was used to uh, hard working 
it was a hard working man. So yeah. that affected me. I took my whatever thing I do, do, I took it very serious and had vigor and strength and time to it, making sure that whatever thing I want to accomplish, I try to accomplish without being disturbed by any challenges. Right. So okay, that that's I can I understand that because we have tried to do this recording several times, haven't we? And you have been persistent and I appreciate that. So what were your dreams when you were a teenager? Now, I was to become a surgeon. A surgeon? Yeah, a surgeon. That was my dream. So how did you become an independent missionary? So after my uh, college, and I was intending to further to achieve my dreams as a surgeon, and the Lord began to speak to me. I began to have several revelations from the Lord that he had a plan for me different from my pursuit in life. I tried not to listen to him. I tried to continue with my surgeon. It's my dream to be becoming a surgeon. But all my effort resulted to nothing. I have to yield to the purpose of growth in my life. Now, at a particular point in time, I made up my mind. And I, I shifted from science to religious studies. Then I went for my first degree. And after my first degree in theology, I went further to study to, for my master's degree, where I did biblical studies, particularly major, uh, uh, major focus on New Testament theology. So, as an independent missionary, how are you able to support yourself? Ha! It has not been easy, humanly speaking. Yeah. I've been living by faith. Yes. Living by faith. Severally, I, I have to pray have to pray and trust God, pray and trust God, pray and trust God. And God has always been faithful. He has always been using friends. He has always been using some family members. And some people, are, even people I don't know, there are some people I just come in contact online as we chat on what, we, what I'm engaging. And at the course of chatting, after a while, some of them will just send me some gifts to support the work and to support my family. So it has been fit life all through. Oh, that's wonderful. What is the greatest need of the people you are currently serving in Baritan? Yeah, one of the greatest needs of the community I'm serving, particularly that community is the poverty-striking community. And one of the reasons why I perceive that the poverty is high level in that area is because of the youth are unemployed. Most of the youth there are unemployed. So I, take, I took it upon myself which I'm still pushing to make sure we reach out to the youth. And we decided to, uh, to, to train them, to, to give them skill acquisition and empowerment. Because I discovered most of them after uh, leaving their college, after finishing their college education, they don't have any other dream. They just roam about in the street. Some of them become hoodlums and, you know, they don't, and some of them is because they don't have sponsors. Some of them complain to me after talking to them, they don't have anybody to sponsor them. Don't have money to pay for their tuition fee. Uh, right. Some of them have the dream to go to university, but they don't have anybody to support them. So uh, that has been one of my concerns to make sure that we reach out to the youth, we, we develop them, we give them skill acquisition and empowerment, and those who want to go to the university to support them to the university level and get their degrees, whichever level they want to go to. So that has been my greatest concern to the community. 
And, and that is your cause, Build Youth Skills Acquisition Training Center. What yeah. type of skills yeah. will be taught in this training center? Well, one of it is uh, ICT. We have ICT. Now we train people to how to produce uh, juice, juice drink from uh, from cashew. We have cashew plenty in that area. So we have, we have to what people on how to produce uh, juice from cashew nut, and we want to train people how to produce oil from cashew nut, and want to train people how to produce flour from yam because we have a lot of tubers, young tubers there. They want to train people how to produce flowers and want to train people how to make beads, you know, beads. And uh, there are some other of them that want to, we want to train on how to go on tailoring and fashion designing work. And also we want to talk uh, want to train about catering, those who want to go to catering and cake making business. So these are some of those skills we have in mind to uh, uh, train them on and later empower them so that they can be self-reliant. So what do the kids do now? Apart, they don't have this training. So what, what does their future look like without the training? Now, after the training, our, our intention is to empower them, to, uh, to empower them financially so that what they are, the skill they have acquired, they will be able to get, they will be able to establish it on their own, you know, and become self-reliant as they affect the community positively. So our intention is to empower them after they have been trained so that they can be self-reliance and affect the uh, poverty level of the community so that it reduce to the minimum level. Right. So what age range would the training center serve? Well, from the teenagers, actually teenagers from 13 upward. Did you say 14? 13. 13. 13. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So are these children currently in school, and this would be in addition to their schooling, or is this taking the place of their schooling? Now, some of them are in school. Why some are not, are, are not in school? Some of them are in school. Some of them have finished their college education. Why some are still in the secondary school? Okay. So we tend, we tend to have a series of classes the one that will be convenient for those that are in school and those that are outside out of the school already, they will have a scheduled time for their training too. And the training center will help the community they live in as well, correct? Because exactly. these kids exactly. are being empowered to be productive. To elevate the poverty level of the community. So what do you envision your cause to be able to accomplish in three to five years from now? Now, my, my, my vision, one of it is that, you know, uh, to reduce poverty in that community, to make sure that life becomes comfortable for the people in that community, especially the youth. And secondly, that there will be a lot of educated youth in that community. So a lot of them will be educated because there are a lot of illiteracy, illiteracy among the people, particularly the youth. So by the time they are trained and empowered, and those who want to go to the university uh, have to further the education to university and they come and they graduate from the university, the literacy, the literacy level will reduce to a minimum level and the literacy will increase. So that, that's, that's our, our vision for the next, for a couple of years to come. So we see yeah. the community will be free from poverty and free from illiteracy. Free from poverty? What was the other part? Free from... Illiteracy, illiteracy. Illiteracy, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. 
So why did you choose to give to fund your cause? You said? I can't hear you. Okay, okay, I'll repeat. Why did you choose up to give to fund your cause? It's okay. When I when I became a member, when I heard about uh, up to give, and I saw their uh, I saw their visions and their dreams, what they're intending to uh, achieve, I discover it's a great philanthropic company that will help me in this my humanitarian. Be a project humanitarian work among the people where I'm serving. So it's because of the philanthropic uh, idea I found the company running. Yes. What is your favorite part of Up to Give? Is it the philanthropic? Is- actually, the the philanthropic part and also the academic, the philanthropic and the academic. Yeah. The academy, the academy is know? awesome. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, Emmanuel, it has been a pleasure having you on the show today. I'm so excited we finally got to get a good audio with you. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be here with me. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we go? Well, the only thing I could also share is that my wife also run a mission for children, vulnerable children too. Children the street children and vulnerable children. She has a vision of running a, a, a mission ministry for them, you know, training them all every weekend, teaching them the word of God, and those who are less privileged among them, you know, helping them to find uh, fulfillment in life, helping them to find a, a, a glorious future. Yes. You know, so some of them who, don't, who believe they can do things, they can not become anything in life because of their background, parental background, the Lord is helping her to make them to discover a fitting in life and to see a brighter future ahead of them. So that's yeah. what my wife is moving to. Would you be willing to come back on the show in a few months and provide an update on how your cause is doing? I, I would. I would if I'm invited. Awesome. Well, folks, if Emmanuel has inspired you today and you'd like to either contribute any amount to his cause or maybe you'd like to start your very own cause, listen carefully when the music starts so you know exactly what to do. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and were inspired by the content that was presented. Don't forget to click the subscribe button so you'll be notified as soon as new episodes are available. For more information about anything on today's show, head on over to causetalkradio.com. Click on the podcast link where you'll find all the information covered on today's podcast, including links for easy navigation.